This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, should you marry your best friend? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. Aisha is not here with us today, but I'm here and I'm enough. I'm letting you know I'm enough. This is my self-love, guys. Um, I, you know how I start every show. I am going to ask you a favor. This is the best way, right? Um, please, guys, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends because that's how we grow. Also, give us a five-star rating or review wherever you get this podcast. Not one, two, three, four, five star rating. Um, that would be very helpful. And also follow us on social media. We're at kind of dating across the board. Um, Aisha is at Aisha says dance. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Keep track. Um, we have some great guests with us today. One is an old friend of mine. One is a new friend of mine, um, but we're all friends. So I'm very, very excited to introduce comedy writers and producers uh, from Our Flag Means Death, Upload, Bless This Mess, some great ass shows. We got Alex Sherman and his wife, Alyssa Lane. Hello, Hello everybody. Hello. I'm so excited to dish about relationships today. This is fun. <laughs> It's going to be so fun. Um, I kind of gave away my first question, but it was really like single or in a relationship. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I guess we define ourselves as in a relationship. Yeah, we're I think we're, we've been married, but like through four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four years. So very, very married, very in a relationship. So deep, deep in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, how long were you dating before that? Ooh. So that's a tricky question because we just lost track almost immediately. Yeah, I, I think like at, like four years at least because we lived in our place for like three years, mm -hmm. I think, before we got married. Yeah, it's been a while. Like seven years. I know. It's so crazy. That's amazing. In L.A. I know. I never 
I never thought you'd find a husband in LA. It seems like the opposite of what LA represents to me. So like, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this. And how did you guys meet? I feel like everybody's curious. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, it was weird. We were both, you know, lowly assistants kind of dying deep inside. Yeah. Like I worked at an agency. I think you were an intern somewhere. No, you were at the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we went to like a mutual friend's birthday dinner and it was like the most awkward. He's super rich. I think that adds to it. We were, you know, we're making no money. He's making a ton of money and paying for everyone yes. to have this amazing meal. Very generous. But he also, we were asking like, oh, where's your girlfriend? Your girlfriend's not here. And he mentioned that she wasn't there because he had found out that. Uh, well, she was lying to him. About this having, is how he phrased it. Yeah. About he, having cerebral palsy. That's a weird thing. It was very awkward. Uh, just like bitch to each other all night about how awkward it was, but how we were worried about like having to pay for our own meal if we said anything and that pettiness. Yeah. That pettiness brought, because no one said anything. So we just kind of whispered together about like, this is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially if he's like ordering all the things out of sadness, Yes. He's yes. like comfort eating and you're all having to pay for it at the end. I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Yeah. Well, uh, we did not, we did not ask. We have never mentioned it to him again. And then, yeah, after that, I feel like we were like going to comedy shows together and stuff and like becoming friends. Yeah. We were friends for a long time. Yeah. And then we started dating. So you were friends for a while. So this is before the four years of actually being in a relationship, you were friends. Yes. But I think I didn't know that we were going on dates. So I thought we were. that happens a lot with girls. I feel like guys are always like, hey, let's go grab a coffee. And you think like, well, it's just a coffee. It's like you didn't say anything. And then suddenly they're like, we were on a date. The first one, the first one was a coffee. It turned into like, <laughs> it was like a six hour coffee, though. Yeah. So I felt like, yeah. oh, that means something more. Yeah. It rolled into a dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long day, but I didn't get it. I totally didn't get it. I don't totally blame you, <laughs> Alex. You are one of the many guys, who, most guys, I think, think. Unless you ask explicitly, I would never consider anything a date. Unless a man asks me explicitly, I'm like, I'm just going for coffee. Yeah, well, then he would like. Well, work. There was like the work thing, too, of like we would chat to each other about advice on like how to get ahead in the industry and all that stuff. So yeah. sometimes you just didn't know. It's like, Oh, are we just friends that like to share stories with each other? But then you would like take, like he would pay for everything. Like it was like a movie and dinner. Like mm. at that point, I'm an idiot. Like I was just so dead inside <laughs> that I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That part falls on you. Cause you didn't no, read that part. <laughs> yeah. So but you were I'm, also like, we're both assistants. If one's going to pay for the bill, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, it's so fun. I get to laugh with my friend for a while. Like, I just couldn't imagine more. I couldn't. And then when did that sort of turn? Uh, well, I I know that, like, I freaked out and was like, oh, my gosh. I think, I think I'm falling in love with my best friend. Um, and my, all my friends were like, bitch, you've been dating him for months. Like, you just didn't know. I think there was, we went on one 
dinner where you brought a friend, tried to introduce me to your friend. I did try to set you up with someone. And that was really awkward. And I think the next weekend I'm like, hey, so I want to take you out and I want to, it's a date and it's going to be a date. Yeah. Is that cool with you? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that would be, that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, yes, yes. That would be really wonderful. Uh, (laughs) Because I've been crying to my friends about this. Let's do that. Like, Like very cerebral. Yeah. Um, yes, that seems yeah. really like that would be a nice idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so how long, so it was like a few months while you were friends mm-hmm. and then Alex asked is explicitly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. explicit. And yeah, then after that, we were just dating, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's got to so that's got to be around when we met Alex because I only moved to LA like now seven almost eight years ago. Yeah, it would have been around because I started improv around the same time too. Oh yeah. Oh so listeners, Alex and I were in the same improv team. This uh, indie improv team, <laughs> we're like rolling our eyes. <laughs> um. And uh, another really cool person who's also been on the podcast was in that improv team, which is Amy Aniobi, who uh, is a a writer EP of Insecure. Um, So, wow, like who knew? Uh, And then Alex and I lost touch for a long time. And thanks to social media, we're all friends again. Back together. Yeah. Yeah. And now I just feel like we need to do an improv reunion. (laughs) (laughs) The most we've all, we've all forgotten game. What's the game? Um, that's funny. So that's a great story. And you guys feel like, Alex, let me ask you this. Did you, how did you know? And did you feel like you were getting into something like with your best friend? Did you guys have best friends? Cause you, Alyssa just said like you had, best friends or friends that you were talking to saying like, I fell in love with my best friend. Yeah. So, but oh, Alex, yeah. I, mean, I think Alyssa like really reminded me of my best friends growing up and I'm very, very close with my friends from like high school. I still have like five friends that we travel around the country and see at least once a year. Um, and she just reminded me bits of all of them that were very comfortable and like nice. Yeah. It was easy to joke around. So I think that, like, I mean, sense of humor is always a big thing to me, especially in a relationship. And so it was just very easy to joke with Alyssa. And that's when it just, it felt good. Because also, you know, LA, it's, it's not easy. Not it's not easy. Everyone feels like they have ulterior motives all the time. Well, also, like, a lot of people don't have a sense of humor here. I, I, I feel like coming from the East Coast, I'm just like, haha, that was, that was it was a joke. You could yeah, yeah. insert laugh track. Like, I, I don't know why people are like really uptight here. Um, so that's always fun that you guys sort of felt uh, a friendship and a kinship in that way. Yeah. Cause I, I do, I think like lead with my humor and you, if you go on a date and you're like making jokes, like some men are like, why are you trying to be funny? Or they like take it personally or like they're sensitive or like they don't feel in control. And with Alex, I could just like be myself, which was so new. Um, 
so yeah, it is. Yeah. Dating otherwise was like much harder. <laughs> it was much harder. It's so weird, right. To just say like, I was just myself and that was so weird. Like mm-hmm. the thing that shouldn't be weird. Yeah. Feels so <laughs> weird after a while. Yeah. The easy thing has been, had been the hardest. And so yeah. Yeah, this was a surprise in that way. And so do you guys feel like you married your best friend or you guys became best friends after sort of being married for so long or being together for so long? What do you think? I think it's like we we became best friends throughout it. Cause I think both of us too have very different lives. And I think that was a part of our relationship early on mm-hmm. too, of like, I think we are codependent at this point because yeah. we, I mean, we work together <laughs> we love to, like we're doing everything together. But I think we also do have just separate lives. Yeah, I think like I totally, I totally felt like, oh, this is the person that like gets me more than anything else. But also now, like he's just seen, he's like seen me crying after an earthquake. Like he's just like seen like everything. So it's like, how could, how can you not be best friends after a while? Like they've seen, they've seen like the absolute worst of you. So you have to like, you have to be best friends after a while, I would think. I had a massive meltdown with my boyfriend like three days ago for no reason. And then meltdown and then, sorry, Alex, TMI and listeners, (laughs) forget I'm talking to a microphone, um, got my period. And then I was like, oh, that's why. And then I came over and suddenly I was calm and I was like, I'm really sorry. I just fucking... I don't know where my brain just went. (laughs) And then he just like hugged me and he's like, I love you no matter what. And I was like, you're really amazing for doing that. Cause I don't know what I was just fucking freaking out about. No, it's when you said that, like for no reason, I was like, Oh, was it anti-feminist for me to be like, you get your period. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally don't you feel got it at the end of my blowout, like as in my meltdown, like, sorry, again, TM, I'm like literally giving like the, the clockwork of it, but I was like, ah! hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why I was, but he like loved it. And like, I was feeling guilty for two days going like, how could I, how could I have like a fucking meltdown? Like, like I made no sense. Well, I'll TMI. Like I'm a regular, so I really can't tell. And so then when like I am like incredibly irrational, uh, and we have like a nonsense fight, and then later the the detective in me figures it out. Sometimes I'm like too ashamed to admit it. And I'm like, well, he's forgotten about that. You'll, <laughs> admit, you'll admit it like two days later. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, that, know. That I, I knew, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> classy. <laughs> so classy. And Alex, like, I'm curious from the other partner's point of view of the person having the meltdown. Um, when you hear it and you love somebody, how is it different than, than when somebody else you dated that you weren't that into had a meltdown in front of you? Like what makes this more manageable and, and understandable? I do usually notice where I usually know where it's coming from. Like I, I know her enough to know like, Oh, this, you had this happen to you. And so that's why. Yeah. your insecurities are flaring up or, or you're just stressed for what's to come. So mm-hmm. I can kind of see that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That is a good point. You're, just, you're not mean either. It's not malicious. That's the other, yeah. the good parts of it, I guess. 
Yeah, we're not like personal attackers, I would say. But I think the other thing, you told me about like an ex-girlfriend that you had and she wanted you guys to have like dramatic fights. Oh, she loved a dramatic fight in in public. Like that was her thing, yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, if we are going to fight. Like we we definitely get stressed. Like, again, we work together. So it's like sometimes there will be times that we do want to debate or fight it out. Yeah. But it's like, we're going to save that for home. We're not going to do it in public. Um, but yeah, this girl loved to do it in public and uh, But she likes the dramatic makeup, mm-hmm. which I Oh, which, that was another aspect, yeah. Yeah. And which I, was another thing I was uncomfortable with because it's just like, okay, let's let's also do this at home. We don't need to be doing this in public. It is so true though. I feel like when you're in a healthy relationship, you fight differently also. Like you have fights, you have arguments, you have debates, but somehow they're in healthy ones, in my experience, they're different. Like I can go to my boyfriend and I have, and I've been like, Hey, this really, this thing has really bothered me. And I'm expecting a blowout. I'm expecting not a blowout, but you know, like a fight, like, so it'll get heated. And he's always like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You felt like that. And so calm. And I'm like, okay well thanks then I guess, gonna... I guess we are going to dinner then I'll make food now like, like it's so awkward like there's nowhere to go because I'm like expecting it to be a thing and it never is is that kind of yeah I think I think the big thing is like we don't have we don't we're still at the point where I don't assume he's doing something on purpose to like upset or hurt me. Like, it's just like, Oh, could we do less of this? And it's like, Oh, okay. Like, it's not like, I think he's like trying to gaslight, you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no motive here yet. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really big change. I think too, I don't know. Our last big fight, I feel like I realized I was wrong five minutes in and then had to just kind of turn the conversation into like, okay, let's calm it down. I can't admit it yet, but let's at least not heighten the argument to an extreme. I also feel like, cause we're at home all the time. If we get in a fight, we're like, we're, we're naked. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you can't take it that seriously. <laughs> You're just like in your jammies or like half naked, you know? I think that's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good for conflict resolution. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, obviously this episode is about like that idea of marrying your best friends. Why do you think people say that you should marry your best friend? And in your experience, because you guys were also sort of friends before while you were dating, is dating different than marrying your best friend? Like is dating your best friend different than marrying your best friend? Interesting. Uh, I guess I think so. I mean, I think dating, there's a little bit more of an excitement when you don't know the person and you're learning all about the person. And like, that's part of, like, that's the most fun part of dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think with like, like marrying your best friend, like there's just a sense of security of like, trust isn't even an issue. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even think it comes up. Yeah. I think also like we... Like we became really, really close, really, really fast. I don't know if I could like, if we had been friends for like, if we'd been like good friends for like 10 years or best friends for 10 years, I don't know 
I don't know how I would shift it into romance, but like so many things happened at once that he, and you became like my best friend. Like, I feel like in a couple, like within a couple months, we were just like texting and calling each other all the time. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can do it the other way. That would, that would freak me out. Cause like, do you guys think it's cliche when people say, you know, we're comedy writers. So a part of us were kind of cynics about everything. And so do you think it's sort of cliche when people say you should marry your best friend or it's like, yeah, no, in your experience, you should marry your best friend. Cause I know that you said that's sort of like a theme in, in uh, our flag meets means death also. Right. Yeah. I, I think you, I think you should definitely marry your best friend. I think it just makes everything easier because you have this like nice foundation. And I think like, oh, it's kind of similar to like with Blackbeard and, and Steed and, and our flag, like they meet and discover they love all the same shit, which is kind of like, you know, you when we first met, we're like trading movies and shows and like all this stuff that we love. It just gives you this like really nice foundation to like build on. And just being excited for someone else. I don't know if that's what makes a best friend, but like I'm excited for when she has some kind of win, mm-hmm. either it be at work or just in her personal life. And I feel like I have too many friends who's the person they're dating isn't excited for them to succeed. Oh. And I think, I don't know if that's an LA thing specifically. I, I, I think I've just seen it a lot in LA because I've been out here so long, but like you want someone when they get that new job or get that big role that they've been wanting for so long, sometimes their boyfriend's not happy or their girlfriend's not happy. And that's, that's horrible. That's the worst part. It's so true. I mean, one of the biggest things, um, I had this sort of non-negotiable list that my therapist made me like, right. Um, right before actually, like maybe a year before I met my boyfriend. And one of them was that supportiveness of like wanting to be with somebody who wasn't going to be insecure if I succeeded. Cause I was with people in the past who like, actually told me to like leave my career. And I left because I was young and stupid. And at the peak of my acting career in Canada, especially like I was a series regular in shows and whatever. And this guy was like very insecure and said, it's either me or acting. And I was so dumb and silly. I chose him and then he cheated on me with some bitch. But, you know, it's like you're and then I was like, never again. But but I see the difference now with somebody who like, I have a pitch and he's like, yeah, you have a pitch. Let's celebrate. I'm like, we don't have to sell like we don't have to celebrate this step. Like, let me celebrate the end. He's like, no, we must celebrate every step. I'm like, okay. Um, and it's vice versa. Like I've never felt happier for somebody else when he succeeds. And like, I, I believe in God. So for me, I'm like, sometimes like I pray for him. I'm sometimes like, oh man, I just want him to be happy. Like whatever he wants, just give it to him. He's such a like happy person. I just want him to stay happy. Like it's so bizarre that you kind of like not forgo yourself, but you you yeah. feel that like real true excitement and love for somebody else. Oh, oh, totally. Like you, you want them to get whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the, be- I think that's the, all, the, the thing about like, you have good intentions towards that person because like when they're happy, you're happy for them. You know, like that's another, it's just like, it makes your life bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think sometimes relationships can be like, you're either fighting each other or they like relationships in a weird way, even though you're with someone can be isolating. 
And I think like the shine theory of it, of like, I support you, you support me, just like, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, no, it does. And, and John Gottman is a, you know, he's a marriage expert and he uh, wrote kind of the, it's, it's, he wrote something called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's a, the, the four predictors of divorce, like four behaviors that like 90% predict divorce. Um, and so he's, he's a big expert in this area and he's really believes that deep friendship is the foundation for marriage. And I'm curious what you guys think. Like, I think you kind of said it a little bit before, but what does a deep friendship represent? I think, I think it's a lot about, uh, it's forgiveness in a way. Like it's a lot about like, if I'm being crazy, he can like help me with my crazy, as opposed to being like, you need to fix this and stop this. He's like, I'm going to go with you on this crazy journey and we'll talk about it later. And we'll get like whatever bag patch or like whatever it is. But it's like, I understand, like it's an understanding, like you need this right now. We can deal with this later. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the yeah. biggest parts well, of it. This is an interesting way to put it. Cause I think it is like, you, you touched upon it a little earlier. You see each other at your worst constantly or surprisingly at times where mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, I know I'm a little bit better at math than Alyssa. And so it's just like, wow. she has to explain a lot of big words to me a lot of times. And it's just like, I don't think I would ever ask other people what this word means because it would be so embarrassing, but she knows that she's going to have to do that anyway. Yeah. But then even just like financial stuff, it's like, this is a lot of stuff that you don't, you know, really learn about in school and all that kind of stuff. And then you see where, yeah, your shortcomings are. Yeah. And then someone who's just not judging you at all for that. And it's just like, okay, well, you don't know that. I know that I'll teach you or I'll take over for you. Yeah. But it's like, if I know something that you don't, it's not something I want to word over you. It's like something Mm -hmm. I want you to like to bring you along with and vice versa. Like, it doesn't make me feel bad about stuff. I don't know. Even when you've told me like a million times, like stuff like about the dishwasher that I just like, can't accept how it works. Like, he'll just be like, and this is how we organize the plates. Or he'll be like, don't worry about it. This will be my domain. Like it's just they're able to understand your shortcomings is a huge one. Yeah, I uh, literally am like I wish I could show people like my boyfriend can't understand where things in the kitchen go. But I'm like I'm actually talking like I've actually asked him. I'm like, do you can you maybe not see or? We or can't are you people. are you like maybe is this like a type of dyslexia or something because like I'm talking like salad bowls next to coffee cups and I'm just like but, uh, but what and like I'll just see the most random things like it, it'll just be like a glass in the oven like completely ridiculous stuff and it's now so funny to me like, I don't even get upset. I just find it so, so funny. I'm like, this is hilarious because I know he truly is not doing it intentionally. He's not doing it to annoy me. He's just like in his own world and he's like putting things away and he's like, Boop, and he walks away. And then I'm like, it's that acceptance. It's like complete oh. acceptance, I think is what it is. Like similar to your boyfriend, like I don't understand organizing principles. <laughs> for spaces like I just don't get it it makes me anxious um or I just like genuinely don't notice things and you've like really been amenable 
to I'll just, that. I'll just move them to the little spot. Yeah. And, be yeah. It. yeah. and he'll explain it to me. And this is why this goes there. And then like, I'll buy the organizer and then not use it. And you like, know that I have made a step and you appreciate that. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're not alone in this. Yeah. Alex, you and I are the same. I literally like, yeah. I tell him that this is okay. I'm just going to move this <laughs> right over here and we're fine. Um, no, because you guys sort of also said earlier a few different things, right? You said, yes, yeah, somebody accepts you at your worst, but like you can be yourself, right? The, all of you. And you definitely said something about trust that that's not even a question. Yeah. Like you don't worry about the other person. Yeah, I think um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think about like trust with you at all. Like there's certain just like baseline, like I'm breathing oxygen. Alex means well, <laughs> like, it's just mm. a very like simple part of my life. Like, I, yeah, it's hard to even like think about it. I don't know. Do you trust me? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like you, it's one layer that feels removed, right? From the other dating experiences that we've all probably had. Where, I mean, isn't that half of the battle? Like, the, or half the battle or half the reason relationships don't work out is because you're not totally trusting somebody's either intention or, you know, the way they, if somebody doesn't do what they're saying, that's sort of a level of trust that gets broken constantly in relationships. And when it comes from a place of friendship, you kind of know when somebody's lying to you, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, I've been around you all the time. Like, I know all your shit. You becoming shifty eyes. What the fuck's on your mind? Like, tell me. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's been a really long time since I was like with someone like that. And it just, it stressed me out too much to do it. Like I can do like, I can do one hour with you and then I'm like totally fine never seeing you. Like I can't try again. And so I think that's why like Alex had to trick me because he, he seems like a very, he's like an imminently like trustable fourth, right? Like loyal person. And that was like really freaking. That was super freaking. Yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. Cause, and that we're going to talk about in the next episode. Cause it's very, uh, I feel like, I understand that very much about like that nice guys, right? Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second though, because I, while I'm saying all of this, that like, I love my boyfriend, I trust him. This is probably, this is the healthiest relationship I've been in, all these things. I often say on this podcast, he's not my best friend. He is close. He is close, Mm -hmm. but he's not my best friend. And I always tell him and I remind him when he fucks up that I'm like, I'm not your mom. I'm not your wife. I'm not (laughs) your best friend. I'm not your therapist. I'm not your teacher. I'm your girlfriend. So you better treat me like your girlfriend, which means I can walk out the fucking door if you act like, you know what I mean? And a part of it is because like, I think I've been in relationships where, where people have become too reliant on me. And and it's almost like, well, no, have your own fucking life. I have best friends to be able to shit talk about you. So I I have my friends and I want to be able to keep them because you know how it is. Like, you know, those couples that like their partner is everything and then they have no other life. And I'm like, I don't want that. 
go have friends. When you have a problem, go figure it out with somebody else. Don't talk it out loud with me. As in our problems with us, right? Like if it's like, <laughs> Alyssa's like, wait, wait, wait. Don't you want to have him talk? <laughs> no. Problems about us, right? Like where, you know, those relationships where, again, you're so reliant. I just, I feel like I saw this in Love is Blind too, right? They had nobody else. They're just saying their stream of consciousness to the person that they probably shouldn't say it to. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work if you're each other's whole lives. It doesn't work if, like, I don't feel complete by myself and you don't feel complete by yourself. And then together, like, and we just enjoy each other, you know? Like this weekend, we did not see each other very much. No, like, not really. Yeah, like I had, I was with my friends almost all Saturday. Uh, Same. Yeah. yeah. Like last night you were out, you know, like we, we make a concerted effort to like have our other people in our lives. And we're not like one of the, like, if I'm coming to something, people know if I'm bringing Alex or not. I'm not just yeah. like springing him. It's on not, people. it's not Alex and Alyssa all the time. Yeah. It's not, we're not a wee couple, like some of our friends. Yeah. But also people are like, why didn't you bring Alex? Yeah. And I'm like, cause I'm asserting myself as a person. <laughs> You're like, I exist without him. <laughs> yeah, this I went to a party without you on Saturday, and people were like, I haven't seen Alex in a few months. And I would just, how is he doing? I'm like, he's good, he's good, girl. I haven't seen you either. But it is just like we we do make a concerted effort to like have adventures by ourselves because it's even more fun to like tell people about it later, you know? Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. I feel like, yeah. My my mom loves my boyfriend way more than me. And I'm just kind of like, hello, I I exist. And my friends are like, where is he? I'm like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm enough. <laughs> but I do think that I love that you tell him like you're not his mom, you're not his everything. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like so important for women to know. And to me, it's like, especially early, early in a relationship, don't do extra shit. Don't do it, you know, like. Well, especially because we ju- we we just moved in together. You guys are obviously you're married, but you were vets about uh, living together. And and we just started moving in or we just moved in together a few months ago and it's going great. But right in that beginning, that, that like first two weeks, um, he kind of became like catatonic, like with stress and anxiety about moving and like couldn't function. And then I was like making the lunches and the dinners and everything, plus moving us in. And I just literally was like, boo boo not your mom. So get your, get your shit together. Cause, cause like you, I know you can, it was like, it wasn't an attack. It was like, I know you normally have your shit together. So whatever is happening right now, let's breathe and like, get it together. Cause I will not be your mom. And then he like woke up the second I said, like, I'm not your mom. And then I said, also not your teacher. Also not your best friend. Also not your wife. I said, there's no ring yet, bitch. Not your wife. <laughs> so like and and like that kind of just woke him up a little. And then he was like, oh, right. Yeah. OK. Um, Because you got to put in some effort. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. I think we've been lucky as far as like stress and anxiety where we've traded off. Mm-hmm. Like we don't usually have it at the same time. It'll be like one day me, one day you. Yeah. Says. Yeah. We having different triggers. I think having <laughs> different triggers really really helps. Yeah. There's like a good rhythm to our like anxiety spectrum. (laughs) I feel like we keep a good schedule with that. That's very good. It's like, (laughs) 
timed out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, because the, the reason I was asking earlier about like who, like, did you guys become best friends through the process or were you best friends first before you kind of moved it forward? And the reason I asked that is because like, there are people listening who are going, well, I have this person that is my best friend. Um, should I be considering them? And it's like, should it start there? Like where people are all like, should they be looking at their friends that they've probably put in friend zone and going like, hey, does this person have potential or is this something that, like I said, develops and and they should look for qualities that they would want in a in a best friend or in like a friend? I think you have to start by like being attracted to someone if you're going to be in a relationship. So it's like absolutely like look for like the qualities you want in a best friend, like they're loyal, they're like attentive to you. They listen, like all that kind of stuff, but like, don't turn someone you're like not attracted to into your like partner. That seems terrible, (laughs) but like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's not all like, it sounds stable, I guess, like when you think about it, but like, if you were never attracted to someone, don't pretend just because they're like, you know, doing well in their career and they've been nice to you. Like that's not. Yeah. I think I I just haven't had, I I didn't have a relationship like that where it was a friend who could become a relationship, but I feel like that's missing that kind of excitement that also goes into a relationship and wanting to see the world with them and wanting to do dumb stuff with them. It's just another aspect in the attraction level. Yeah. Like, cause I think when we, like you, you were trying to date and I was like, there's a cute boy who wants to be my friend. Like that was like a big part of it. And I don't think that you can remove that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm big about the attraction part too. I think that no matter what has to be some, there, there has to be some level of that to drive. Otherwise, what, otherwise, what is the difference between friend zone and a relationship? It's the attraction. Right. And like, you can still, cause you know, I, I do think there are a lot of people listening who, who have friends that they, I'm sure their, their friends have been telling them, why don't you like this person? They're right in front of you. Like blah, blah, blah. You guys have the same values. You have the same friend circle. You hang out all the time, but it's like, if you don't have that core piece of being attracted to somebody, which you can, you can also, that can change in time, but it's also difficult to like suddenly put on a lens and look at somebody and go, oh, I should be attracted to you. Yeah. I don't think you could like make that. I, I don't think you can like nec- totally make like a brain decision um, when you're getting into a relationship. Like that's, there's just like, but, Alex, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like guys a lot of time get into friend zone with people. Like, I'm sure you have guy friends, right? Who who must be in yeah. like friend zone with girls. And they're going like, but like she should marry me because I am like always there for her and I'm her friend. Like, what do you tell those kinds of guys? Like, well, I think it's also though, it's just what was the relationship and why did you miss the kind of boat on it? Like, there's probably a reason. There's probably more to it. Because, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I did have friends that, I don't know, I feel like I could have dated but missed the boat on. I think it all 
all worked out for the better. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, the more and more I got to know them, it's just like, oh, we would never would have worked out. This would have been like a two to three week relationship and it would have sucked. And then we never would have hung out again and it would have been over. But my guy friends now, I, I don't know. I just went out with one of the guy friends. That's very much so a, uh, like a Ted Mosby like person. <laughs> um, and I think with him, it's just like, he wants too much. Oh yeah. I think he wants too much and doesn't want to like, he wants them to like him, but he doesn't want to like their, what are their weaknesses or their, mm. Oh, he wants to be like fully accepted, but like wants them to yeah. like, do work to be more like what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Or he doesn't see the whole picture of like, oh, this is why they're that way. You're going to have to adapt. I don't think he wants to fully adapt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing because um, I had a, uh, I, I mean, I've had two guy best friends in my life and uh, one probably for like most of my adult life. And uh, my very first friend when I moved to America, which makes me sound like a total immigrant. I came from Canada, but you know, um, when I came here, that was my first friend. And he was like in love with me for years. And we were, we've traveled, we've done all kinds of silly things, but I just never felt that way for this person. And, uh, and everybody around us knew. So it wasn't like people were trying to convince him. They were almost like, dude, she's, she's not into you, but <laughs> But he was like into it for a long, long time. And now it's interesting because he's married, he has kids. And you can see what I saw back then, which is like, yeah, we have a great friendship. I can hang. You've seen me be silly. You can do all these things. But there's still stuff we would never gel about. Like like he was a born-again Christian who, you know, I curse like a motherfucker. If I said the word shit, he would be like, you're going to hell. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I knew that a long time ago. So I might as well continue to say all the words like, you know, like we would randomly be sitting on a train and, and he, you know, I think once I by mistake said the, I was like, ah, Jesus. And he was like, never use Jesus's name in vain. And I was like, okay, I already determined that I'm going to hell. So why are we having this constant conversation? Um, And that wasn't it. It was just like, you know, now he's an anti-vaxxer and like a hardcore, uh, hardcore Republican, which when we were friends, I didn't care about. I was like, I don't care, man. You're my buddy. You're stupid in your own other ways. Not because of this, but like, just you're stupid. It's fine. We're different. Do you? But now I'm like, not in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go home to it. No. Yeah. So like, that's why I, I, I do want to sort of make that differentiation for people who are looking at it going like, well, I have this person that's, that, that is a great friend. Should I be considering them? And I think it's important what you guys are saying that like the attraction matters. Yeah. Don't just promote people (laughs) off the back burner to promote someone. No. So you guys are writers. And, um, I heard you have an interesting way of sort of comparing relationships to, to the script writing process. Um, can you guys explain that a little bit? This is, it's off of like a theory for Alyssa, as far as script writing goes of like, it should be easy. I'm sure you've been, you've written. So it's like, you know how like 
breaking a story can be really tough, right? And sometimes you're just beating your head against a wall and it shouldn't be that hard. Like once it clicks, you should be able to like get to the beginning, middle and end fairly simply. I mean, it, it could take a while and it's, it's not easy all the time, but like it makes sense. And I think that's how just relationships go. I think dating out in LA, it just definitely felt like, why is this so hard? Why? I feel like I'm working so much more, putting so much more of my energy into a relationship that I don't even know if I like, but it's because I, because I want to be going out Friday night. So it's like, I'm working so hard to do that. And it's like, I'm not enjoying it. And then when you find the right person, it's like, oh, this is easier. This is, I'm not mad if they're busy on a Saturday or I'm not mad at these dumb, small little things. You don't get jealous. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it's easy and fun and you're excited about it. I feel like is what you want when you're like watching anything. And I think that's what. Well, when it does get hard, you want to, you're excited to work on it. You're excited to get through it. Yeah. What is the line though, or the fine line of, you know, people who think, well, life is like, you know, it should be like a rom-com. It should be like a, like a rom-com movie uh, where you have these dramatic twists and turns. And then at the end, they come around and they show you that they love you. And then you live happily ever after. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is going to make sense. (laughs) I feel like you can't control that though. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble in relationships is because they think, Oh, this is my rom-com moment. And it's like, I don't think you're going to be able to notice the moment when it's happening. And if you are, maybe you're just lying to yourself to like make a bad thing work or make something that should be a little bit of a flag not a flag kind of thing. Yeah. People also be crying in these rom-coms. Like he, he leaves you. Like, I don't know. Like I don't, it's not fun in a rom-com, right? Like it's not always like there's these high moments, but there's also like, I don't know, like we had this misunderstanding and now he's on a plane somewhere. Like, I don't want that. I, maybe we could just like, talk it out. Like, obviously, like I would love a dance number as well, but like, I don't know that we have to have really low lows to have high highs, you know, but also like my favorite, but my favorite rom-com is like probably like my best friend's wedding. It's like, not my, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I like. Like, I like a, I I like an ending that's not so neat anyway. So maybe I'm not the right person to pitch, pitch rom-coms anyway, but I do feel like people think that like, love is supposed to be a certain way because of these rom-coms or like want Prince Charming. And like it, that's, that's just like way too high a, a temperature to live up to on the daily. No, I can't. And also like as writers, I feel like we have to demystify it for people a little bit. Like we're only writing conflict because people are psycho and like watching it, but nobody likes experiencing conflict in their life. Like to that level that we write in even a rom-com, you know what I mean? Like you, you think of whatever, no strings attached friends with benefits, even these like silly ones, but they go through a lot of dramatic shit. You know, sometimes it's like somebody fucked somebody else and you're like, you don't want to experience that. Oh, like no. we're only writing that to keep you watching for <laughs> yeah. other people's disasters for two hours or 90 minutes. Like not because we think that that's an actual love story. 100%. Like 100%. 
like, and fights hurt. Like, why, why do you want to have a dramatic fight? Like the day before your wedding, like just, that's not fun. That doesn't, that doesn't confirm to me that we're meant to be. I don't know. I like when people, you know, are nice to each other. I agree. I agree, girl. Yeah. You guys also uh, sort of have a view about relationships, right? That, that it is a partnership and, and how, how do you guys sort of um, navigate that? What does that mean for you to be partners and how does like being friends help that process? It's interesting because I think like partnership wise, like we started dating and then became writing partners. Mm-hmm. And then I think we, at somewhere along the line, we realized that the way our parents relationships were, were both partners. Like my dad worked and my mom worked like part-time, but my mom was mostly at home, but like, it was very much so he respected her as much as his work. It was like, he, he always thought she had the harder job kind of thing. And they just did everything together. It was always a partnership running the household. And so I think that's just was ingrained to me of like, oh, that's the kind of relationship I'm going to have someday of someone I can rely on and lean on and vice versa. Yeah, I think it's like that, like, it's like a mutual respect for like our separate departments. Like, as you heard, Alex can organize things. I cannot, but like my department is uh, airplane tickets and stuff like that, you know? So it's just like accepting that there are different strengths for different people and like letting them have that uh, and not, not like just accepting that the other person is like competent in, in the thing that they do. I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like balancing the strengths and weaknesses and sort of but also like being there for each other, right? Because that's really what I think a partner does is like, if you fall, they'll come back and grab your hand and be like, let's go. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's I, what's interesting, like being business partners now too, mm-hmm. of like, I can, I can know when we're in a, like a business setting, oh, Alyssa hates this. She is, <laughs> she's, in, she's in hell right now. And so like, I should kind of start taking over the meeting or take things away from her because she does not want to be talking or not want to be involved in the conversation for the moment. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, if I, I know that there's always someone that's going to like, not like pick up my slack, but like, if it's not go, if something's not going as well as I wanted to, I know that you both have compassion for me and that like, it's okay. Like, I know that we're never going to have like a fight about Mm -hmm. like business or something like that. Like that doesn't matter as much as like, other real shit in our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And is that a lot for you guys? Like you're working together and then you live together and then you're best friends and you're married. It's all like one jambalaya. It is, it feels like like one jambalaya to me in, yeah. in a way, like, like both my parents were doctors. So my like dinner table was like them speaking medical to each other and like, Oh, and this person came in and they had this problem. And my dad's like, well, did you bisect the bilateral, whatever? And so I'm used to that being like part of what a relationship is, is that you like work on things together. And I think also, I don't know if you're a love language person, but my primary love language is acts of service and his is quality time. So like, we're, we're like reinforcing shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, baby, did you fix that too? And he's like... 
having fun because we're together. You know what I mean? So there's ways in which it's like less, less difficult for me than if it was like the other way around, which sounds, I'm sure that sounds like absurd to other people. No, I think that that totally makes sense. Uh, again, I don't I don't believe that there is a right or wrong or too much or too little in anything. Uh, it's just sort of like what works for you. And I think it's just I'm sure people listening are going like, do they get sick of each other? But but if if you're fulfilling each other's needs. Then you're not. I think there's also always someone like because we're together a lot real hard to gaslight me you know what I mean like I can be like yeah hey was that a, was that some weird shit that happened and he can be like oh 100 100 percent 100 OP you know what I mean so there is like a camaraderie <laughs> that comes out of it you know I think oh, just a weird thing that happened during COVID especially is like we were together even more yeah you know during these last few years but it was like if I went to the grocery store so we spent 10 minutes apart we now had 10 minutes to talk about for two hours. What'd you do for those 10 minutes? Like, oh my, you saw somebody at the deli? What, what were they were? Like, it was, just, it's just weird how like we have so much to talk about. Even though. Even though we're just constantly around <laughs> yeah. each other. I love, I, I think everybody loves hearing that. That's good. So it's like, it's not like it gets boring or whatever. Cause again, when it's a friend, you always got something to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we round out this episode, what advice do you guys like give your single friends when they're meeting somebody or dating? Like, especially if they meet a potential, like what should people be looking for? Let you go. Ooh. Oh shit. Okay. Whenever I want my <laughs> friends, this, whenever I want my friends to break up with a boyfriend, I have them like sit down with Alex and talk about whatever conflicts happening in their relationship. And he's like, well, I would handle it this way. I'm like, Oh my God, I should get rid of him. Um, yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> but I think I think like the main thing is uh, look look for someone who makes you feel better when you feel bad about yourself. Like someone who does not agree with like your insecurities or like any of the worst parts of yourself. Someone that sees you completely differently. Like every therapist is always like, try to see yourself through Alex's eyes as opposed to like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely look for someone who's like making you feel better as opposed to like making you doubt yourself. Yeah, I think mine is always like have fun now because you don't know what's going to happen in a week or a month. So it's like if they're if they're fun now and they're not making you second guess yourself, just enjoy it. I think just at our age, too, now it's like you just don't know where someone's life is going. So when you guys do meet. They might have to move back home or they might have to do something that takes them out of the the state or the country. So just enjoy it while you can. Yeah, Yeah, I'm collectively we all went through a fucking pandemic. So yeah everybody's like, who knows what could happen? I'm sorry, Alyssa, you were about to say something. Oh, yeah. I think similarly, like, just don't put too much pressure on it. Like after a first date, you might not know if this is your husband or not. And that's okay. Like find out. But enjoy the first date too. Just enjoy the little yeah. steps along the way. Yeah. Just have fun for a while. I think it's super weird if somebody thinks that they met their husband on a first date. I also have thoughts about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very like, when people are like, you know, you know, I'm like, do you though? Do that's, you? Yeah, that's the rom-com of it all. <laughs> I'm like, give it time and then you'll know. Um, guys, you're not, thank you so much for being on this episode, but you're not totally done because we have something called six questions. Um, we ask every guest the same six questions. It's like a rapid fire. So you can't think about it too much. Okay. And uh, 
Alex, Alyssa, are you ready for your six questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Wait, who should answer right. first? Did he answer? I'm gonna yeah, let you answer. Whatever you want. Yeah. You guys can decide. Your it's your partnership. Yeah. Um what is the first thing you would notice about a potential partner? Oh, I think it's I think it's eyes. The big eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of just like what I remember from that like first dinner date. I think it's just eyes. It's what captures me first. Mm-hmm. I'm a big I'm a big smile person. I want a mm-hmm. big, open, inviting smile, good dental hygiene. I think that bodes well. <laughs> what is one deal breaker? Oh, or like noticing stubbornness early on. Oh, being being condescending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's a very common one for women. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a guy on an early date of hers explained what nostalgia meant. Yeah. Oh, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Can't do You're it. Like boo boo. That's an eighth grade word. Yeah. Uh, what turns you on? Oh man, a oh, sense of humor. Oh. That's definitely what connects to me to somebody very quickly. Yeah, I think same laughter. Yeah, I stole it. What are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Ooh. I think I'm pretty empathetic. Like I usually can tell what, what she's going through and why. So I can never, you know, get mad or upset with her. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like, I will, like, I will bury a body with you. Like I will, I'm like super loyal and we'll get it done. <laughs> and then what's your weaknesses? Oh, I think it takes me, if I'm going through something like emotionally, it'll take me like two days to say, I think most of the time now, you know, mm-hmm. you can figure out I'm pissy or something about something that you don't know about, but yeah, I hold in my feelings sometimes. Fair. Um, my, it sounds terrible that I'm thinking about my own weakness. Like I don't have, um, oh, that's what it is. I think I overthink. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I'm definitely an overthinker. Yeah. I can very much relate. I get that. Um, guys, what is love? I don't want to recycle, but like laughter, just laughing with each other. Just like hanging out naked at home. Just <laughs> like a, a simple. I love that. And your last question, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Like Oprah's um, Super Soul Sunday kind of shit, but about dating. I think. <laughs> I thought it'd be wings. Um, butt looks good. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much. That was so awesome. Uh, and and hearing about you guys and your love story and your friendship, uh, I think a lot of people will find it inspiring. Yeah, so fun to talk to you. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, well, you guys are sticking around for another episode, but uh, tell everybody how they can find you if you want them to um, or plug any of your shows or whatever you want. Well, definitely check out Our Flag Means Death mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Comes uh, out on Thursdays. Thursdays. Hopefully by the time this airs, it's all out. Mm-hmm. And then I guess just Instagram, Alex J underscore Sherman. Mm-hmm. 
I'll post cute pictures of Alyssa every once in a while. So, so you can see her too. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, please make sure you follow Alex and Alyssa and watch their show. Um, and guys, follow us. We're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. And Aisha is at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.